I think we're live here at the station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neil, and I'm joined by Casper Kelly, creator of many cool things, including Adult Swim's Ulog, which I believe is still on. It's uh, from Adult Swim, and it's on HBO Max. It's very cool to have you here. Thank you, Neil. It's great to be here. An honor to be here. Yeah, so like a lot of people, this movie just came out of the blue for me, and I, I heard, I actually saw people talking about it, and I was like, what is this? I had to check it out. And it was, uh, I would say mind blowing, but it was, it, it was, it was like, wow, this is very original and crazy. And I'm all about original, crazy stuff. And so it's fun to tell people about it. Oh, thank you. I'm glad, uh, glad you got it in the spirit intended. Yeah. So, uh, where did the, when did the idea like originate? Cause I've talked to several of the cast members and, you know, I know how it was originally like, uh, built to them, but what was the original concept for you? I think late last year I was thinking about you logs and I just got an image of legs sort of out of focus, walking in front of a tight shot of a Yule log and you hear dialogue and it just got interesting of like hearing a story out of frame. And, uh, you know, I thought that could be very interesting. So that was the beginning of it. Yeah. And, and for a while I thought maybe I could do the whole thing, uh, just on that locked off shot. And it's more of a radio play, but right. Decided that's- I'm making a movie. I might as well do some things. So, yeah. Well, it's interesting. You said that. Cause I thought that's what was going to happen for a long time in the movie. And even talking to some of my uh, filmmaker friends, uh, uh, they thought maybe that's what was going to happen. So when did you decide, like, was it either like people will get bored if it's one shot or you actually want to do some different things? What was like the thought process? Well, I think originally, it was just going to be in 11 minutes, like too many cooks. But then I was like, well, let me try to make it as a movie. Cause that's what I want to do. So once it became that, I was like, yeah, I'm making a movie. I want to do some other things with it. And also, you know, uh, maybe in- inspired a little bit from too many cooks, how too many cooks didn't stay as a sitcom. It started shifting around outside, like doing the same thing here of trying to be locked off to where you're, sort of starting to get tired of it and then you're primed for something new to happen right and i um too many cooks by the way is great as well and um there's a phone there's a too many cooks phone right there that doesn't oh, very cool. do anything yeah very similar to my old phone in my old house only mine was black but just uh welcoming here people in the charm thank you guys for, for coming in so well, uh, I know the cast said that originally that they were told there was going to be like two hours of the Yule log. When was like, uh, when did you decide like, maybe that's not the way to go? Okay. Yeah. That was the original idea. So people would discover it if it was just in the background or they would hear about it and have to fast forward to the movie. Um, but we tested it. We tested shorter versions, like two minutes and that felt like two hours, like, right, right. so it just seemed like, and also with, with peak television where there's a million options, like two minutes seemed about right. Like they're already, you're already making them work for it. So you don't have to make them work that hard to have to fast forward for two hours, yeah. which uh, could be annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I both love the idea and also think uh, the same way, like, oh, maybe like you would just quit at some point. I don't know. But um, also along those lines about uh, time wise. Because Adult Swim, most of the stuff on there is very short, not even like half hour, you know, things. It's, it's um, you know, 15 minutes, 10 minutes and stuff. So was there 
uh, were they cool right away with doing like a feature film? Surprisingly, yeah. Uh, as long as I could keep the budget low. And uh, so, yeah, I'm excited to say they were cool with it. Yeah. Because I have a my personal thought on like, because people will say people are short attention spans, so they like the TikTok videos that are 90 seconds. But the reverse of that, there's also been a rise in long form plat, uh, long um, uh, form interviews that go hours. So I think to me, it's just people like something for as long as it needs to be. So either, you know, which can be very long or very short. If a story needs to be two minutes, do it in two minutes. If it's two minutes, if it needs to be three hours, do it in three hours. Yeah, but I agree. Don't force it to three hours or cut it back to uh, cut out a lot of stuff to make it 10 minutes. Yeah, I like TikTok videos, but I also like binging four episodes of Succession in a row, you know, <laughs> right. or recently Copenhagen Cowboy, which I thought was really cool. I, I don't even know that one, but that's that is the cool thing. It used to be back in the day. If if I missed the series, it's just unlikely I would ever get to see it. But now you can just I've binge watched many of the things that came out, you know, a long time ago. And um, it's a cool way to watch things. And you could stay up all night, which maybe is not good for you. But you're like, I got to watch one more episode. I know it's 4 a.m., but we can watch another one. Yes. Yes. I've had that uh, conversation with my wife many times. Yes. <laughs> one more <laughs> right so uh you make a lot of weird stuff so are you a horror movie guy what what do you like to watch i like to watch weird stuff i mean but i like a lot of things i mean we have i have a movie club and we just watched a hallmark movie which i quite enjoyed that as well it was called uh holiday in handcuffs and it was kind of dark it was um it was a woman single woman going home to her family for christmas and she wanted to bring a date, so she kidnapped someone. Uh, but it was in that light tone. It was really cool. But anyway, uh, it was in that so light yeah, tone was, of kidnap. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, that, but that was the weird part. It was trying to be a light tone romantic <laughs> Hallmark movie, but it it's still about kidnapping. Um, so uh, yeah, I like I like horror. I'm kind of late, a little late to horror because as a kid, I, it scared me too much. I love science fiction um, and just weird movies in general. You know. Yeah, so Mars yeah. Well, I think the you know, being on Adult Swim, they seem to be. I, I assume they're pretty cool with whatever creative ideas people have because there's all kinds of wacky things on there. But, yeah, um, and, I'm a, and I'm a huge fan of Adult Swim too. Like I love the the stuff they make, not just what I do. I love so much of what they do, um, from Joe Parra to uh, Off the Air, etc. You know, Aqua Teen Squid, you know, and so on. Yeah, I've always been a big uh, Tim and Eric fan. Tim and Eric is great. Uh, the other 4AMs uh, specials I love. I love Wham City, uh, you know, et cetera. This house has people in it. So, yeah, there's just great stuff. The short, the um, the smalls are great. Anyway, I could go on. Yeah. Oh, by the way, before I forget, um, I do not have a Yule log, but my uh, friend of the show, Jason Minton, did send me this KFC fire log. So I have Whoa. Is that purchasable or is that specially made for you? I don't I don't know. He he lives in Kentucky. I assume he bought it somewhere. And uh so if you want your home to smell like delicious KFC, you put it in your fire and it smells like 14 herbs and spices. Yeah. I do a show, uh this show called Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. And for some reason, somebody made mugs of uh Gary the Demon. Uh, in a Kentucky fried chicken, uh, <laughs> and I bought one. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I am ashamed to admit I did not know of this show until recently, and so I've been trying to watch, but I didn't have enough time to watch it all before this interview. But it is right up my alley, and I'm going to watch all of the live action ones. And I saw it was also a cartoon. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you liked what you saw. Yeah. Well, where did that idea come from? Because again, very dark but very fun, sort of like a too many cooks. Uh, and it also very similar to something like you would grow up. I assume we're sort of same age grew up watching weird sitcoms silly commercials and stuff and but yet you got the the darkness to it uh well i i do that with uh that show with dave willis uh who uh co-creator of aqua teen and squidbillies um and that started as a just a one-off short about these people that join a cult and go to heaven because they're promised a thousand virgins and like a river of cotton candy and so on. And the idea of that short was just after a million years, the, these cult members go crazy with boredom. Like it's not heavenly to them anymore. They're tired of it. Uh, and in that we had a, a demon who was stabbing a guy over and over for eternity. And we just started, Dave and I just started laughing about how it's almost as bad for the demon stabbing a guy for eternity as the guy getting stabbed like it's going to be boring your arm is getting sore (laughs) you know so we just thought it was funny of like life sucks for those demons in hell and so we created an office comedy in hell about and i mean you got you literally have the worst boss ever (laughs) so we just created this office comedy about demons in hell yeah yeah and it, it totally works and i'm looking forward to binge watching the rest of it well, they're only a quarter hour, so even right. though it's four so, seasons, you'll go through it pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, casting you log, I love Brendan uh, Patrick Connor had on the show as a Pleatherface, and he was really excited to talk about playing Pleatherface because completely different. He usually does, you know, he was just at a movie. He's probably going to be up for Academy Awards. And uh, so he really was excited to play Leatherface in this very strange movie. What made him right for Pleatherface? Um. He just, uh, I just had a good feeling about him. And I didn't, you would, we didn't have a lot of time to audition or bring back people for chemistry tests. So it was just luck that I, he ended up being very good at fighting a log, you know, (laughs) and rolling around with a log. It looks good. Like that could easily have not worked. Um, But he did a real, yeah, he, (laughs) he was game for, he's great. Yeah. He, he, yeah, he's just real. It's his performance is great. It's funny, and I like that, that I got to have yeah. a little bit with him without the mask too. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. He has a dual role, which I forgot to bring up in his interview. But I brought that up to him in the interview because I always get a kick out of movies when people fight inanimate objects. I just think they're very they're very entertaining, and he does a great job. And he was he even told me I should do a top ten list or something, and he would like to see where he came in. So I have to get work to work on that. Yeah, because I I don't. There's a famous one. Is it an Ed Wood movie where they're fighting right, with like Bella Lugosi and yeah, yeah. <laughs> and even in um uh, like Reanimator when he's fighting with the dead cat, he's going. It's uh, I don't know. I just get a kick out of that. I think it's very, how about directing something like that? What what do you tell the guy? Like just just fight the law? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no, we it wasn't choreographed or um uh I might I can't even remember. I might have said have it hit you or maybe he did that i i literally don't remember it was the last it was a night shoot it was the last thing we shot that day 
So, uh, yeah, he, we didn't do very many takes either because we were running out of time. So, yeah, he just is good at it. <laughs> it does make me wonder if he has any practice at fighting inanimate objects. Maybe. I wonder. This That's not another question you didn't You're falling down on the interviewing. I know. I have to save some for part two. <laughs> and uh, his mother, uh, Tordy Clark, is also amazing in the movie. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, she's great. Uh, she's a she's a method actor. There were two method actors on set, and um, uh, yeah, so she w- spoke in a southern accent the whole time, and then at the very end, after we she rapped, she just started speaking in this British accent. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, you're British, okay. Have you, you know, had her on? No, I actually would lo- love to have her on. I know it was Daniela said that like. Um, she just thought she was kind of like a mean person at first because she was it was in character the whole movie, which I thought was very funny. Yeah, but no, she's delightful and yeah. is is a great. She has a huge knowledge of movie. Both her and Daniela are movie fans and have recommended a bunch of movies to me. Oh, that that's very cool. I know Daniela was into a lot of weird stuff. She's into a lot of the uh, the Adult Swim uh, content, and that was very cool to see. Yes. And uh, pimento, do you like pimento cheese? No, but to be <laughs> fair, I'm not sure I've had it. Okay, it's definitely in my family's fridge, uh, but I don't think I've ever tried it. I should try it and, and comment uh, on it, but yeah. it just doesn't seem right to me. I don't know why. It's something about that. Another thing that kind of freaks me out for whatever I know I'm weird, I don't like baby corn, mm. it just doesn't. I don't want to eat the t- a tiny cob. <laughs> There's nothing it's wrong. It's harder to kernels. eat actually because the, the 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 kernels are so small. Yeah. So yeah. Um, anyway. Oh, you mean like the like the ones that like in, in like uh, in like um, Chinese fry. food? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just doesn't seem right to me. I yeah. Don't know. I would like to see that in a movie though. Someone actually eating it like a corn on the cob. Yeah. Just you know, you don't eat the whole cob. But yeah, you don't you don't want to eat the cob part. I, I'm with you now. Yes uh pepe potite how long did it take you to do the stunt scenes um yeah i think the uh uh the rope sequence was the bulk of the day uh when hunter is flying around and we had a great uh stunt team and uh and then the he he also fell down the stairs in that scene we were just talking about when the log knocks him down the stairs and that didn't take that long. And then he gets hit by a car, which also was done pretty quickly. Um, he's just really great. And I'm totally blanking on his name because I'm nervous in an interview, but it should be on, hopefully it's on IMDb. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, but also William Tokarski, who I've been friends with for a while. Um, he says, tell Casper, the killer wants to know how you're going to top this. I think I'm going to uh, have to do some something with, more with William Tokarski. That was his follow-up question. And can I help? Yes, absolutely. He is a delight. And uh, I've loved what's happened with his career. Uh, and, you know, I keep going to movies and I keep seeing William in them. Yeah. Uh, with star like in, in a scene with The Rock in uh, Jumanji or whatever, I'm like William, you're, you're crushing it. <laughs> yeah. He's great. I think it, that might have been where I first actually heard about uh, Ulog was from William posted about it on Facebook, and I was like, I have to check this out. 
Yeah, he was he was great about that. Oh, he was also also a little bit of trivia in your pretty face is going to hell. He's the very first demon you see. He's the guy trying to use the uh, ID badge to get into the door and he can't. It's the very first shot of the first episode. Yeah. So when did so you start working? When did you start working with William? Um, I think it was on uh, Your Pretty Face. Uh, he was an extra and we just liked him. And so we started giving him bigger and bigger extra roles. And then we finally just started giving him lines because he was great. Yeah. yeah I, know I, a few, uh, few actors on that show. Oddly enough, uh, my co-host on this show, uh, Trista Robinson, who's not here tonight, but she's an actor in L.A. And it comes up a lot that if, you know, if you're likable and people like to be around you, you know, it seems like common sense, but it, it leads to you getting more work because, you know, people want to be around you. Yes, yes. And he, <laughs> he's a delight. Yeah. And it kind of works. And he's for, also very talented. Yeah. yeah, he's very talented. Um, yes. And just a memorable guy. Yes, yes. Yeah. A sweetheart. Yeah, and if you look hard enough, you can see his cameo in uh, Ulog. Yes, which is very fun. So Ulog has a lot. Um, there's some like very dark elements, but uh, but it's also just strange and fun. And where would you? What kind of genre would you put Ulog in? I don't have a great answer to that. I just kind of put in things that interested me. I would love your opinion. Well, on how you, how you would do it where, where right. you would put it in the yeah, this is a cop-out answer because i actually i always say like i i uh i kind of get annoyed with people like really want to force something into a genre because I, I always think like why does it matter if you like it you like it but if i was going to pick one it's kind of sci-fi horror i would kind of i guess sci-fi horror maybe i, I don't know it's it's very I love weird that. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about, like the debate on if Alien is sci-fi or horror. Exactly. I've had Come someone on. block me. Who, they get really mad because uh, I said uh, Predator was a horror movie, and they're like, it's sci-fi action. And I was like, well, it can be that, too. That's fine. But like, they got really mad about it. And I was like, uh, does it affect how you like the movie if Alien is horror, if it's sci-fi? I mean, it's really just sci-fi because it happens to be on a spaceship. You know. Besides that, what's science fiction about it? Yes, yes. I agree. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I don't really know why that unless you're or saying like, like uh, um, fried green tomatoes is a horror movie or something, then it would be like, well, you're probably incorrect. But it, like under the skin, uh, Scarlett Johansson is an alien. Have you seen that movie? No, I haven't. All right. So she, Scarlett Johansson is an alien, but what, and she's picking up got spoiler. She's picking up guys for sinister purposes. And they shot her picking up guys in reality. They just they just uh, had her cruising uh, outside bars, picking up guys, and they would film it. And then if they liked it, they would get them to do a release form and say, "You're in. Can, do you want to be in this movie?" Yeah. So that makes that part documentary and part uh, science fiction. Um, so what's the point of labels basically exactly yeah because i've seen people they will break stuff down they'll have like an argument the walking dead isn't horror it's um post-apocalyptic survival and then like i always think like what would the blockbusters or video stores would have looked like back in the like they would have like a thousand sections like this section with like one movie there the post-apocalyptic uh survival film or something like yeah that. that taxonomy is too detailed yeah <laughs> right 
Yeah, you're, you're never going to find what you're looking for at this point. So uh, was there more footage? Like, did you cut it down to make it a certain length? Or did you have an idea of, like, how long you wanted the runtime? Um, Not really. Just was lucky that it ended up being around 90 minutes. Um, and I don't, I don't think there's anything we cut up. Yeah, I mean, I guess the first cut I submitted was a little longer. And they asked me to tighten it up a little bit which I did, but I agreed with them. You know, if I could have, I might've even tightened it up, tightened it up a little more. So there's a little bit that was trimmed out, but not a lot, not very much. And not I even enough cast, for a very satisfying deleted scene sequence. I know the cast, uh, they said like it was um, when they first saw the script, cause I was interested if it was really detailed in like the camera movements. And they said it was. I think Brendan's not so much because his stuff is, I think, is pretty much when this when the camera's moving. But um, so when you're writing that out, do you kind of have in your mind exactly how this is going to play out? Like we're we're you know stationary camera for this long, and then we're going to move around. You know when other things start to happen. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I didn't have a lot of time though, so I was kind of, uh, you know which maybe was good. I, I didn't have time to do like a very big second draft, third draft, you know, so I was, yeah, pretty much figured it out. First draft. <laughs> and uh, so from understand, like you weren't supposed to do publicity on the movie before it came out. Was that your idea? Or was that adult swims? Or? I think that that was, that's not quite accurate. I did publicity. I did interviews, but they, they put a hold on them until after it aired on adult swim. Oh, okay. So then the next day there was, there was a lot of publicity and I was very happy that people seemed to seem to like it. And the journalists liked it. And cause I was worried. Yeah. So that felt good. Cause I'd been carrying all this stress for six months of, is this going to work at all? Yeah. Along those lines, like you weren't sure people were going to like it. Do you think people are more um, accepting of very strange things today? Cause uh, there's a lot of weird independent movies that do well at the theater now. Uh, Skin America's doing well. Uh, Terrifier 2 did really well, which, I mean, it's more traditional horror, but still is very low budget. Or do you think uh, people always were into this stuff and we just have more, uh, an easier way to, to find it with more platforms? Oh, that's a great question. I do think people are interested in that stuff, weirder things, but they probably have been for a while. Like, it's hard to answer that, like, because I remember, you know, being really into liquid television on uh, on MTV or Twin Peaks when that came out or Night Flight, you know. So there's always been searching for that midnight movies, you know, searching for that stuff. Um, but, yeah, I, I would say I think audience are, audiences are more sophisticated now because it's just easier to be knowledgeable about things. Maybe. I don't know. What yeah. do you think? Um, I think it's kind of a combination is um, because there are more platforms. So I think thing, things that normally wouldn't have been given a, a, sh a chance are given a chance now. And so if there's more things out there, you know, you have a easier way to find it. And I think um, the more mainstream some of that stuff becomes, not even like mainstream, but the more people like it, I think some people who might not want to admit they liked that stuff before can feel more easy like oh yeah i like that too i like these weird horror movies or this weird strange movie or yeah. show or whatever it is yeah even stuff right. that's considered fairly mainstream like breaking bad like um years ago i don't think that would have ever like made it to, to network tv like someone pitched an idea about 
oh, the school teacher who has cancer and then he starts selling drugs to make money like that. would be like, no, I don't think that we're going to make that. But now with so many platforms like, oh, yeah, well, we'll try that because that's, you know, it's weird. And, uh, and every place needs content. Yeah, I think you're right. And uh, like, I really like Severance and Apple put that out and I think it did well. So, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So I did mention what kind of stuff you like. So what, what were some of the stuff you watched that made you want to be a creator? Um, I think it started with uh, real young with comic books and Mad Magazine and even um, those, those uh, Rankin-Bass Christmas specials the heat miser and all i love that stuff but then I, i'm uh, a big fan and, as well and then high school uh my friend got a job at a video store and he just brought he could if it didn't get checked out he could bring it out bring it home and real fast he he glommed on to like the classics taxi driver apocalypse now blue velvet you know 2001 i'm like what so that was like a film school in a summer, like, oh my God, you know, realizing that movies could do that and be like that um, was eye-opening and exciting. Yeah. So real quick, it doesn't have really much, but 2001, um, a few years ago, when it was the 50th anniversary, I think it was, or 40th, whatever uh-huh. it was, fifth, maybe it's 50th. Um, so I went to see it at a Coolidge Theater, it's an old theater. And so Zarin, an older guy sit next to me and he told me that he came to see it at the premiere at that same theater. And I oh, thought wow. that was like so wild that, you know, it was 50 years or 40 years later. And uh, he was watching I think it's it 50. Again. I think it was like, yeah. I think it came out in 68 because it was before the moon landing. Right. Right. Because then there's all the theories that it was that. that oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, fake the moon landing. But yeah, you're right. So uh, I always remember that because I just I was like really wild. You know, a crazy thing about that movie that I just realized is early on when they're showing the planets and they're showing Earth and it looks wrong because they had no they didn't have photos of Earth at that point. So they were just speculating what it looked like in yeah. that wild like That's that what... fo- that famous photo of the Earth just was it was about to come out like a year later or whatever, but they didn't have it then. Yeah. Yeah, and the the effects and everything still hold up. It's oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Amazing, especially to watch on the big screen when possible. Yes, it's incredible. Uh, Pepe uh, wants to know how did you come up with the idea where the stone dude ends up killing his mom and himself after the character changes to a completely different guy because that was a cool concept. Thank you. I wish I had a good answer. It just came to me. Uh, I don't know. I really, I don't know. I guess I was just interested in, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I was interested in anxiety and interested in like, it just started getting interesting of like tricking someone to going back in time and killing themselves. I don't know. Yeah. Well, there's a lot to the movie besides just like it being weird to, to look, I mean, there's a lot of social commentary and the idea of like cycles and so along those lines, was it interesting not just to see feedback from people like if they liked it or not, but uh, what they think like different things in the movie means? Oh yeah, I love that. I love hearing people's theories and so on because I, to a degree, I think that can be more useful than what I think it is because 
uh, a viewer has fresh eyes and, and, and no bias. And also I can be doing things unconsciously that they're picking up on that I'm not aware of. So it's very interesting um, to me. Yes. Yeah. And what was the feedback like? So, uh, you know, it comes out and people, it's really starts to get momentum. More people talk about it. Yeah. I, I was, all I'll, all I'll say is I was just thrilled because the, the fear is you work on something this long and it, it, it comes and then it just disappears without really getting noticed. And I feel like, um, it really got noticed. Like I, I was getting, uh, tons of tweets and Instagrams and a lot of press, like even people I didn't interview with would write articles about it and acquaintances would email me. So it was thrilling. It was thrilling. Yeah. And so will it stay on HBO max like all year round or will it be something that like uh, they put up like around Christmas time every year? That's a good question. I, in fact, I'm going to ask that. I don't actually don't know. I'm going to write a note to myself, but I'm interested too. Like, are they going to put it in the quote Disney vault and then put it back out? Yeah. Cause I think, you know, I know the, the first, like the initial run, like I could see it staying out a little while, but I think there'd be, it's definitely something that I think people would look forward to. Like, oh, it's uh, that time of year and we can watch uh, Yule Log again. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I think that's a good idea. I'm going to I'm going to ask about that. Yeah. So uh, you said talk about like um, the heat miser and stuff. Have you done uh, any like uh, stop motion worked in that at all? Um, let me think about claymation. That. I'm not sure which is which. I feel like I ha- I feel like I I, I I worked at Cartoon Network um, where we did a lot of promos. And I th- that was when I did like a a Scooby-Doo Blair Witch uh, parody and stuff. And I think there was a couple of spots I did that were stop motion, but I haven't done a lot. It'd be fun to do more. Also, I just saw um, Spine of Night. Um, have you seen that movie? No. It's, uh, it was really good. It's uh, rotoscoped, kind of like heavy the old heavy metal movie. Yeah, yeah. That would be fun to do something like that, too. Yeah, that's on uh, Shudder. I thought it was really good. Oh, I'll check that out. Yeah, uh, I... I the rise of streaming stuff like shutter has so much cool stuff because they've got like older classic stuff. They have a lot of stuff that I see at festivals, you know, independent stuff. And then a lot of foreign stuff that like not that long ago would have been very hard to ever see. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's awesome. It's too much. Like I'm behind on everything. That That is a problem. Um, there's so much cool content, but there's only so much time in the day. You can't actually watch everything. And so a no. lot of cool things do like, unfortunately come and you just, uh, you just miss them. Well, that's the opportunity for them to get rediscovered, you know, years later, and maybe it's a better time for you to watch it. So yes. <laughs> exactly. So um, how has the rise of, of um, all the platforms like uh, affected you as a, as a creator? Um, I think it's, I think peak TV has been good for everybody in the business. There's just more show, you know, compared to a day where it was three channels or even cable where it was third, you know, there's so much more. I mean, I've heard that the peak TV is starting to deflate now, but it was a wonderful time of people were competing to have shows to get viewers and they would do experiments to try to attract attention and, 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 and green light weird things. So I think it's been a great time um, for creators. I think 
Um, I mean, it's always hard, but I think it's been good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's good as a viewer of this stuff. So, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, Charles Green is great as the, as the, I don't know what his name is, the man in the fireplace, but, uh, yes. Uh, how did uh, how did he come out in the movie? And uh, that's a very maybe the most bizarre character in the movie. Yeah, he's very great. David Lynch. Look. Yeah, I really love his performance. I mean, he auditioned, and uh, it just blew me away. He was immediately my first choice, and also he had a role in the show "Your Pretty Face Is Going to Hell," a very different role. He played a very uh, sort of meek, uh, obedient cult member follower in the show and he was great at that too he is just really he's great yeah i I mean i i think i'm pretty good at casting i feel like i'm pretty good at that uh because i'm really happy with uh yeah all it's all very interesting looking people and very interesting acting i don't know i they're all people that that uh get your attention i think yeah I, i like to think so too and not always uh the typical people yes yes so I have to ask about uh, the Cheddar Goblin. I'm a huge fan. Uh, Mandy's one of my favorite uh, movies. Probably my favorite Nicolas Cage movie. I think uh, I always like Nicolas Cage, but I think Nicolas Cage movies like the last uh, 10 years or so are his, for me, his, my favorite stuff. So how did the Cheddar Goblin uh, commercial come about? Was, was it something you had before? Did, were you asked to make it for Mandy? Like, how did it yeah, come to I be? I was asked to make it for Mandy. I, they were shooting it in Belgium, I think. And I just got an email from Josh Waller, who's one of the producers. I was friendly with Panos uh, over Twitter. We had not met. Um, and they were creating props for the... Uh, sequence where mandy works in the convenience store they had to create fake products to put on those shelves and they had the idea of macro a cheddar goblin brand macaroni and cheese so and it just made them laugh and so they emailed me and said could you do a commercial for that and um because he was too busy shooting the movie and i thought that it was just going to be a little Easter egg in a TV in the background. Like I didn't think it would be, uh, so I I thought it'd be a fun little thing. So I shot it and they invited me to Sundance and I went to go watch the movie for the first time. And, and I, and, and Panos was like, I can't wait for you to see how we use it in the movie. And then when I do, I'm like, Oh my God, it's like amazing. It's a part of this movie. Like Nicholas Cage is walking, watching it. (laughs) Uh, it was incredible. Yeah, it was a thrill. And I love that movie too. I even, I mean, whether I have a small part of it or not, that movie is awesome. I love yeah, it. it. It's so, great. I know there's some people who don't like like the first half or whatever, but um, I love the whole thing. And I don't think if, if, if it was nonstop, you know, violence, the whole movie by the, after a while, it would, you'd probably get worn out by that. But I, I think it, uh, you mentioned like heavy metal. It kind of feels like that, like that of a you know live action version of heavy metal or uh, the magazine more. I guess heavy metal. But. Yes, and that and that score too. That yeah, should, that should was a movie her. when you if you could see in the theater, not only visually but the sound. You know, you could really feel it. Yes. Yeah, it's great. It's a re- it was a real experience, but yeah, I love it. And uh, Cheddar Goblin, like I have a shirt. Were you surprised? Like after it comes out, like people like uh, really took to the Cheddar Goblin. Yeah, yeah. You never know what's going to work or not. So I was super surprised and delighted. 
Yes. Yeah. I, I don't know if they this is a bootleg show. I bought it at Texas Frightmare. I don't get in trouble, but I, I like it. Yeah. I know doesn't, doesn't uh, yeah, I don't get they don't send me any of the merch, so I buy it just like everybody else. <laughs> yeah. First time I saw it was like right after Mandy. I was like, Oh my god, I can't believe someone made a Cheddar Goblin shirt. I, I'll have to buy this. I was very excited. So there's sort of a reference, I guess, to Cheddar Goblin and uh and Yule Log, but uh, can you can you not actually mention like Cheddar Goblin in, in something else? Um, that's I maybe could have. It, it was a legal thing where it's owned by a company, mm-hmm. so we could have maybe tried to jump through the hoops of getting approval, but we didn't really have time because we were making that movie so quickly. And it would have taken a while. So I just decided to kind of do a vaguer nod in its direction. Yeah. Would you ever revisit the world of, uh, of Yule Log? Possibly. Yes. Possibly. Yes. You have any ideas? Other holidays would always be Christmas (laughs) or day or something. Possibly. Yes. I, what do you, what is your opinion? Like, um, usually Usually I'm not a huge fan of sequels, but obviously Alien and Aliens is one. And actually I like the other Alien movies too. Um, so I don't I always go back and forth. Is it better to be one? Yeah, I mean, I hate this another kind of cut. It really depends on the sequel. Um, yeah, you know, like Bride of the Frankenstein. I mean, that's classic, but that's oh yep, movie. yep, that's true. Um, but when you mention Alien and Aliens, what's always interesting about that is both are so different. Aliens really a horror movie. And then Aliens is an action movie. And there I I liked Aliens better when I was a kid than Alien. And as I get older, I like Alien better, but I still like both movies. But uh, I always think that's interesting that when a sequel is so much different than the than the previous film. But yeah, totally they're still connected. Totally agree. It's like uh Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 straight up comedy, where I still think Texas Chainsaw Massacre actually is has a lot of dark comedy in it. But it's not like an overt, you know, comedy. Yes. Yes. But totally agree. I, and then there's lots of sequels. I went to a Friday the 13th marathon and nothing against them. They're very fun, but it is pretty much uh, the same movie over and over again until, uh, you know, he gets blasted into space or something. But Oh, you know, another one that I think did it did it well, different kind of movie is the Before Sunrise series. Those three movies. Hmm, I don't think I've movie. seen this. Oh, Richard Linkletter, who did Slacker, did them. And oh, okay, I know who he is. About oh, a, yeah. this couple, and that you drop in on them every nine years. Uh, yeah, and it's pretty great. Hmm. Well, I, you know, I know I don't give you spoilers, but there are people that are still around in uh, Yule Log. But I kind of, uh, if you did so, I think it would be cool. You know, obviously, you don't want to do the same thing, but uh, I don't know, maybe a different holiday. But I would assume you still maybe the same cabin or. Maybe it's a different fireplace. You got the the guy in the fire jumping over to another fireplace. I don't know. Those are good ideas. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, is there any uh, actually talking when I was talking about merchandise? Is there any merchandise for you log? I don't think so. We got. I, I don't think I have it handy. We got a log pillow that was sent to reporters, and I got one. A log. It's like a pillow, but it's a log, and it just says murder on it. Uh, but I don't know if they're selling that or if they're going to do merch or yeah. Um, Adult Swim kind of is is not like Disney as far as where Disney is always prepped and ready to go with lots of merch, even before something comes out. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think Adult Swim does that, but yeah, maybe, maybe get a Funko Pop or something going at some point. Yeah. Ho- knock on wood. Yeah. What's Adult Swim like uh, to work with? To work. Uh, I don't know. Oh, they're great. To work with. Yeah. They're they're great. Um, I've been with them for uh, many many years. I love it. I love. Have it. you ever pitched an idea for- that? I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt you. I was just wondering if you've ever pitched an idea that they were like, no, this we don't want to do this. I'm sure that I've, yeah, I'm sure that I've, <laughs> I, I, my record with him is not a hundred percent. I'm sure that I, uh, yeah, but it's still pretty darn good. Like they've bought a lot of my stuff. So we have, we have a great relationship. Um, yeah. And now what are you working on currently? Um, I'm working on, uh a few pilots three pilots and uh which and then none of this i can really talk about and then a couple of movies one um is sort of a franchise movie um and then the other is a uh horror movie that i'm excited about and then i've got a a sci-fi movie that when i get time i want to write um so yeah i'm throwing i'm throwing some hooks in the water i'm trying to uh write it as quickly as possible but yeah uh hopefully uh there'll be some more stuff for you to see yeah i I don't want you to back i know you said you can't talk about but when you say franchise movie you mean part of an existing franchise sort of yeah yes um but that is more that isn't quite in the tone of my usual stuff it's more slightly more pure comedy and i'm not directing that i'm doing it as a for hire thing but it's very fun Mm-hmm. has any of the stuff that you've done um for adult swim uh, as mandy showed at theaters but has it does any of that stuff ever show at a theater like does it ever screen you know with an audience yeah yeah like um uh austin has this television festival called atx and they played um some your pretty face is going to hell there with some rick and morty's and some other shows and that was super fun got to hang out with uh a bunch of people and then go to Lockhart and get some barbecue afterwards. Uh, hey, where are you, by the way, Neil? Where are I'm you guys? In Massachusetts. Oh, okay, very nice. Yeah. But uh, I do like uh, barbecue in uh, Texas, and I was I'm always told that Austin has the best barbecue. Yeah, it's, uh, well, I'm from North Carolina, so I'm a partial to North Carolina barbecue. But okay. I love Texas barbecue too. All right. I I don't like to make the interview on me, but I filmed uh, my first film in uh, Charlotte. Oh, is that right? Yes, my first and only film at the moment. But yeah, so uh, but I, I do like Charlotte as well. So we're both at one film right now. Right, right. So we're gonna we're gonna do are we gonna we're gonna do our second soon? Both exactly, of us. Yeah, I, I hope so. It'd be very exciting. Yeah, uh, now, mine's currently at the, in festivals. Oh, great! Oh, so it's hot off the press. It is. Yeah. We had our premiere at uh, Fright Fest in London, which that was very exciting for me to have uh, my first feature um, premiere at Fright Fest, this big festival. And then have, we had our U.S. premiere at Scream Fest in L.A. at the Chinese Theater, which was very nerve wracking to me because I was like, oh, man, I, I hope people show up. But they did. And it was a it was uh, one of the coolest experiences I've had. Yeah. That's a thrill, man. What a what a historic location. Uh, what's your film called uh the once in future smash so it's a quote-unquote documentary about two actors who both played uh the same slasher in the 1970 film end zone 2 and then uh they're booked at a convention for the first time together 50 years later 
in Charlotte at Mad Monster Party in Charlotte, and uh, they both take credit for that. And then there's rumors of a reboot, and they're both competing to uh, make Ooh. to be in the uh, in the reboot. That's great. That's a great premise. I'm hooked. Yeah, and I got a lot of my uh, horror friends play themselves in the movie. John Dugan from Texas Chainsaw Massacre and uh, Mark Patton from Nightmare on Elm Street 2 and uh, a bunch of people. And if I start naming them, I'll forget people. Mark Scheffler from Last House on the Left. And so after, I, this I, interview, after this interview, I'm going to beg you for a, a see if you have a, a screener link. I may have one. Yeah. Sneak. Um, yeah, it's, and it's very strange. It gets very weird. So All right, I'm in. <laughs> uh, by the way, I, I, you don't have to answer this. You have to, is Casper your real first name? Because I like the name no. Casper. No, my real first name is Chris, but there are already two very successful Chris, Chris Kelly, Kellys yeah. in the, in the business. There's so. only one other Casper I know of. Oh, is that right? There's another Casper. Yeah, there's a friendly ghost, but but you you oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. We're, you won't get confused with him. That's right. I chose, not because oh, you're not friendly. But yeah. Because of the, yeah. No, the, the friendly alive yet. guy. Right. Um. Yeah. So I chose a pseudonym, uh, for that reason. Uh, and I always wanted a weirder first name, even as a kid. So. Right. Yeah. Like uh, I changed my name to Nasty. No. That's right. Yeah. It was yeah. given to me by um, Ari Mihailov, who played uh, Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. And I just thought it sounded cool. So why not run with it? Right. Exactly. Yeah. My friend Annabelle, she doesn't like it. She says you're sweet. But sweet, Neil, I just I don't think that really works on the show. No, that's that's <laughs> off brand. I think it can be sweet and nasty. I think those can go together. Interesting. Yeah. It's kind of like sweet and sour sauce or yeah. sweet uh, heat. Yeah. All right. Sweet and nasty we'll sauce. Yeah. Oh yeah, if I get a line of uh, hot sauce or something, maybe we'll work on this. Yeah. So, uh, where can people follow you to to see what you're up to? With um, your new line of uh, barbecue sauces. My new line of barbecue sauces. Um, I've already trademarked sweet and nasty, so I'm sorry it's <laughs> taken. Uh, uh, my website is casperkelly.com, um, and I'm on Twitter and Instagram as Hey Casper Kelly, and uh, yeah. And I'm not on Facebook, but right. uh, yes, uh, or Mastodon. Uh, yeah, I know some of my friends try to get me on that. I, I used to join all these ones they, that would pop up, but it's like then no, literally no one ever uses them. So I was like, why do I, do I want to keep joining these? <laughs> I, you kind of, I kind of have to be on social media for the shows and stuff, but um I don't know. I don't want to be on something that no one uses. Plus, uh, if you have too many, I just feel like I'm just posting the same thing just on multiple websites. Yes. Yes. That's yeah. Like how many times I, do people need me to, to tell them to go listen to my podcast? They're like, we get it. Yeah. I don't think I can. I don't really know how to social media well, uh, like other people. I always worry that I'm just using it to promote myself and so on. So yeah, yeah. one of these days I'll learn how to do it properly. Yeah. Uh, when I, when we started, it's, uh, I started doing podcasts in 2005 and one of the listeners was like, you got to get on uh, MySpace," And I was like, what the hell is that? So they made me a MySpace, And then uh, another um, listener, they made the Facebook page. And again, I was like, I don't know what that is, but yeah, if you want to make it, go ahead and do it. I heard Aziz Ansari say, this is kind of related to what you're talking about. He had an interesting quote because he doesn't do any social media. Um, and he said, you read all this social media, but people spend all this time reading stuff. But he goes, imagine if you didn't read it for a week and then someone just gave you this big phone book 
of everything that you would have read. Would you read that book? No, <laughs> you would not read that book. You onto the newer things. So he's like, yeah, it was food for thought there. I don't know if I explained that properly, but no, but no, I, yeah, I get it. No, uh, I, and it was, it's like, you have a picture now for like everything you've ever done in your life. you like, you can like, here's a picture of the lunch I ate in like December 7th of 2017. And yeah, I don't know if, if all this stuff needs to be archived forever. Yes, I, but you know what? I'm going to now go the other direction is I've gotten to meet so many awesome people. I, and I it's a great way to reach people. That's probably how you reached me or through my website. Yeah. And I mean, that's how I met uh, Panos and got to do Cheddar Goblin is he reached out to me on Twitter, you know, at first and we just started talking. So it is kind of a, a miraculous that's, thing. That's too. how our uh, movie came about. I was talking to my friend Michael Epstein on Facebook Messenger. And I was talking about two guests on the show who have a feud, who both take credit for playing uh, Leatherface, and both these people may or may not be in my movie. And um, they, uh, and and we were like, oh, that'd be good, a good idea for a movie. And we just went back and forth, and it be- and eventually became a movie. So. Yeah, that's kind of incredible. So yeah. I try to I try to be accepting of new technologies. Yeah, now with AI coming, that's interesting too. Yes, which one? Sorry. Uh, artificial intelligence coming around the bend. Yeah, that, I don't know about that. It, yeah, I'm. I the the AI art, like, I get the idea of being against it for sure, but I can't, I can't deny that some of it looks very cool. Yes, so, it does. Uh, yeah. uh, when I first saw it a couple times, when people would, they posted like uh, it was actual clips of like a movie. And at first, I was like, holy shit, that looks wild. But then you realize it's AI. But still, I was like, well, I would like to see that movie if, if they would make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's interesting. It, I mean, I definitely feel for artists and, and writers. I mean, God knows they're, it's the chat GPT, but uh, we'll just see. I mean, that, that's all we can do. Uh, yeah. Yeah, maybe there's a way to harness it some way to like, so you're very creative and you like, you feed it all the stuff you want to do and Maybe there's a way to make it as a tool to help you. I, I don't know. But. I hope so. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, yeah, I tend to be optimistic. So Right. Or it could Absolutely. just take over the world. And destroy <laughs> yes. itself, so we'll find out. <laughs> so uh, this has been very fun. And oh, yeah. I loved it. It's been great. Yeah. And I look forward to uh, watching the rest of your show. Uh, your pretty face goes to hell. And I look forward to seeing uh, future things from you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, it's been an honor to be here, and I want to come back uh, when I have another movie. All right. Sounds good. And uh, our music of the month are, is going to play us out here, and I should get have it ready, but I do not. And uh, music of the month is uh, The Tomb of Nick Cage, and we're playing The Pharaoh of New Orleans because it is a song about uh, Nick Cage. I thought so. I thought it was fitting. So. Very fitting. Yeah, I'm 
Thank you. That's awesome. Well, you've had so many great guests. That was really awesome to watch. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I can't fit them all in there, but you know, it is very cool to, to think of all the people that's been on the show over the years. And as I get older, not to, not to get like uh, uh dark, but 
um, a lot of people, you know, passed away from the early shows and to think, you know, we had them on the show and, uh, you know, they're like stories or archived, you know, indefinitely on the website, which is no, yeah. to think it, about. you can't help but think about it. You know? Yeah. It's a valuable thing you're doing. I appreciate that. But yeah, this has been really fun. And <clears throat> I'm not just saying that cause you're here. I really had a good time and uh, I look forward to doing it again sometime. All right, cool. Me too. And congrats on the movie. Oh, thank you very much. And congrats on Ulog. It's great. And it's cool to see everyone talking about it. Awesome. All right. All thanks, right. my friend. Have thanks. a great evening. You too. Bye. Bye.